welcome to So To Speak. I'm your host, Vishnu Hetmark. I created this podcast because I wanted to have conversations with people whose mark on the world I really admire and who really inspire me, who I can listen to and walk away feeling that they have made me a kinder, more generous person. We'll talk about their backgrounds and upbringings, their setbacks and hardships, passions and creative journeys, and ultimately, the moments that have really made an impact on who they are now and their hopes and dreams for the future. I hope you enjoy the next conversation of So To Speak. Georgia Potter is a force to be reckoned with. She is the lead singer in the Byron Bay alt-rock band Morton, which just released their new hit, Circles. Their second EP, The Dog Years, will be released in July and was produced by Matt Corby, Jen Cloher, and Alex Henriksen. She is also the co-creator of Briar, the florist design company which started as a studio workspace in Malambimbi and is now a concept space in Bangalore that focuses on exploring the true meaning of slow flowers here in Australia. In this episode, we discuss how her upbringing in remote northern Queensland and Bribey Island imparted on her an intuitive love and desire to work with nature, exploring it both as a florist and a singer-songwriter. How sadness elevated is sadness alleviated and being vulnerable and talking about our mental health with those who are nearest and dearest can sometimes be the most difficult, but ultimately leads to healing and growth. Tell me a little bit about your upbringing and where you grew up and your family life. Yeah, sure. Well, I was actually born in North Queensland in a little Indigenous community up there called Aracoon. Okay. uh, just near the Gulf of Carpentaria. Yeah. So, 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 so beautiful. And I feel really lucky to have had First First Nations people as such a huge part of my life from from before I even knew, you know. Yeah, so that's been a real privilege. Um, And when we left Aracoon, we went to Bribey Island Mm -hmm. in the Moreton Bay region. Yeah. And I spent my childhood there. So it's very much been a very nature-based childhood. Yeah, definitely. Lots of bare feet, lots of flipping over rocks to see what's underneath. Yeah. A lot of times staring at the sky and the water, a lot of water everywhere. Well, (laughs) that you can see how that exists in your current yeah. creative outlets. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do. I've got one big brother, yeah. Jack, and his name was my first word. We're very close. Yeah. 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 And he's still... He lives in, in Brisbane, but he, at the moment, and he travels the world nursing. Oh, wow. Nurses in really remote places. Yeah. He ha- also is moving back to Aracoon, where really? we were born, to nurse up there, yeah. which he does every few years. So he's going up there to really That's reform lovely. the health clinic up there next year. So And your mom and dad? Yeah, my mom and dad are separated, but in Brisbane. Yeah. And we're all we're all really close, really get along. Creatives? Or? They are creatives. They yeah. Neither of them made a career out of it but they were very which is why they've been very supportive of me to do so because they are both really creative people yeah and have always been really involved in the arts and my father writes songs and um sings and plays and um you know I had that I was lucky to have that upbringing where there was nobody telling me I should get a real job it was considered you know the most amazing thing you could do with your life which is very rare I feel like coming across people that just don't have that support too often in their early childhood lives exactly very odd to me yeah no there was never 
like music time or um, you know bedtime or anything like that. Yeah. It was if if I couldn't sleep because I wanted to play the piano, I was allowed. That's really yeah. lovely. So you're really close with them still, and they yes. live in Brisbane. Yes. Now you you grew up there and. I went to high school. Yeah, went, went to high school in Brisbane. Went to high school in Brisbane. Uh, went to I did music at university. After oh, is that, that. What you studied? Yes, I did music. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and then, that's when I started doing music full time. Uh, was through uni and, and after uni. Yeah. And then I travelled for a few years. I travelled a lot around the world on my own. Yeah. Um, which was. I couldn't recommend yeah. doing that more as a way yeah. to sort of set up your adulthood. It gives really. you a perspective that you just don't have otherwise. Absolutely, and you just get full up with yeah. the whole beauty of the world yeah. and everything in it, as well as also being really challenged. Yeah, in of course. All the that I mean, you're out of your comfort zone totally. continuously. Exactly. And you, ha- you have to be resilient. You have to be adapt. You have to adapt to exactly. your situation everywhere yes. you go. And I think as well, you get to. When, especially when you travel solo, you nobody knows you, yeah. and you get to choose yeah. who you are. It can be hard to change yourself um, when you're in an environment where everybody knows you and they know yeah. your history, and yeah. you know that's really lovely. Yeah. So you travel the world, and then yes. you came back to Brisbane. Yes. But then you studied floristry. Yeah. So after that. I worked for a long time as a full-time musician mm-hmm. um, for quite a few years, and I after after a while I got pretty burnt out. Mm-hmm. It was pretty stressful just doing music. I didn't have any other job, um, so often I was you know doing six gigs a week, um, going on tour as a backing vocalist and trying to at the same time write my own music yeah. and and keep that pro- those projects really special. Yeah, and I just got so burnt out because when you've performed for six days straight the last thing you want to do on the seventh day is do more of it so I decided to take a bit of a break from music so I could really fall in love with it again and and um, not see it as my profession as such yeah but because I I always knew I I still feel like I I want to say something as a songwriter it's not about just how many hours of right. music can I do in a right, week of it's sort of a project with a bit more of a, a depth to it yeah, yeah exactly and something that I want to explore creatively and I yeah. sort of felt like putting the pressures of of um making it a profession and sustaining yourself it, yeah forcing it to um pay for your lifestyle and all that sort of stuff was a pressure that I really wanted to take off music yeah and then throughout my whole life, I have been obsessed with flowers. Yeah. I've been an avid gardener. Yeah. It's a really beautiful um, passing down of maternal knowledge That's in my really family. a really beautiful way to put it. Yeah, I had yeah. never realized it until some. I was looking for something else to do and somebody said to me, well, you just know so much about plants yeah. and especially flowers. I thought, do I? So... <laughs> Arbitrary. Like I, I knew that I loved them, but it was. And how? How did I know? I've ne- yeah. never studied it. Yeah, you just didn't realize it was all there, natural. Exactly. And that I was your being. Definitely, definitely. That I was being encouraged. You know, all all throughout my childhood, helping my grandmother in the garden, yeah. helping my mother, and and overhearing them talking about the geranium yeah. cuttings they got from so and so, and it just all filling filling me up. And 
I was really looking for something because I guess singing is so joyful and um, it really fills me with with glee yeah. when I when I sing. And so I was really looking for something else that to match had that, that same feeling. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. like, I can't just do any old yeah. thing. Like, what actually makes me feel gleeful? That was yeah. the word, word that I just kept coming back to. And um, I suddenly came to flowers, and I thought, you know what? That's a that's an ancient art form you can study it it has a it's super creative nature-based but it also has a really clear pathway in terms of working you know commercial value and all that sort of stuff to take the pressure were you always when you began your journey into this aspect of your career of your career path were you always drawn to the the slow flower movement yeah absolutely I think I was shocked that once I moved into the industry, I didn't realize that it would be so anti-nature being an industry that is based around nature. I sort of had no idea, as most people don't, that the whole industry, like our food systems, that it's completely broken and it's just so far removed from what you think when you pick up that cheerful bunch and experience that like moment with nature and it's been so industrialized to get it to that point yeah um so I was lucky that the first woman that I worked for Caroline Delore from Wild she was is the most uncompromising eco florist yeah and uh I learned a lot from her how long did you work for her I worked for her for at least two years maybe on and off a bit longer I'm going to do some more work with her in the summer on a big project that's lovely January um, and then I worked for a variety of different people in all the different on a different part of the spectrum yeah. in regards to um, environmental ethos. So I got to sort of experience firsthand the wastage and yeah. working with toxic foam. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you kind of know stuff. every aspect yeah. of the field, and I can see You're very why I can see why um, why those systems that need to change i can see why they exist mm-hmm. because of the way uh, labor labor is priced and i can see why you just need things to last the longest and be yeah. done the quickest and, yeah but it, it's just a broken system it is yeah much like our food system absolutely so you worked there for how long were you in brisbane and then did briar yeah. how did briar start because you did uh bramble Yes, so I had started freelancing when I moved, when I left Brisbane and moved down here. I was freelancing, mostly just doing some weddings um, under my own business name, which is Bramble House, which has since stayed around as a business, which is just our wedding service. Okay. Yeah, and then I happened to meet Asnan, my Mm -hmm. now business partner, my life wife, I call her. (laughs) I met her on another job down here and it turns out we had some mutual friends and so we ended up um, finding each other again and we ended up coincidentally we were the only two people in the world who were using the hashtag slow flowers australia for real which now has like four and a half thousand you know it's it's really started to grow in the last um you know 12 months because this was only two years ago it was just a conversation between Flora Adora, which was yeah, her handle yeah. at the time, and Bramble House. 
and it was just us and that's how we found each other again after working you know a three-hour casual shift um for a local florist just had a way of just putting you back together yes yes absolutely yep so you met her two you started briar what two years ago with her yes and that's just was it always based here was this your first little shop yeah we had a studio in mullum that was just a by appointment mm-hmm. and that we opened up for events so then you've had this going yes. but then you've also had going back to music yes. when did you feel like you were ready yeah. to do that again yeah so while I was taking that big break because I, I studied floristry mm-hmm. as well I went to TAFE and did you know the classical floristry sort of stuff all through that time I guess I was falling in love with music again mm-hmm. and um writing songs that ultimately became a new project which mm-hmm. is called Morton yeah which is named after the bay around Bribey Island which is where you grew up yeah. and has another whole yeah. other influence yeah, and I'm always yeah. writing about and your bandmates names are Lee <laughs> yeah. Travis and Micah okay Micah yes. I was like, yeah I was so there's Micah. there are four of you there's on stage four of us. yes and how did you guys meet we've all been friends for this whole time that we've made music in Brisbane you know mm-hmm. even while I was a working musician and all of that sort of stuff we've just we're we're 10 years deep in, in knowing really? each other yeah Mike has always been my drummer for with all of the projects yeah that I've had how has your do you feel like they your two businesses well your creative yeah. venture with music Morton yes. and then Briar do you feel like they really intersect and influence one another I definitely think they do from a creative point of view um, my lived experience of working in both of them, mm-hmm. they absolutely feed each other yeah. conceptually um, and especially flowers feeding back into my music. Like mm-hmm. I just find working with flowers so incredibly giving. Mm-hmm. It's just it fills you up every day. Even if you're doing something boring that day, they're just, it's a there's just always wonder. one stem. Yeah. yeah, there's always one stem that's just like, yeah, yeah, and then you're set off on this whole kind of journey. So you, and you write all the songs. Yes, I do. Yeah, and then they influence musically. Yeah, and then I take yeah. take those finished songs to them, and they we arrange them together. And so you did you you started Morton, mm-hmm. and then you won this award. Yes. Yeah. How do you know that? Because I'm trying to do my little bit here. (laughs) So you won this award that's named after this American, uh, this Australian female. Carol Lloyd. Yeah. I won the Carol Lloyd Award. Which was the the first first one, one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that enabled you to then go on. Our second record. Which hasn't been released yet. It hasn't been released yet. No, it's coming out early 2019. Oh, brilliant. Yep. So that's really exciting. Because you toured a lot for Specimen? No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, we have. We we toured a lot. Um, yeah, we've had some amazing opportunities last year. We played at Sydney Opera House yeah. with James Vincent McMorrow, and that was uh, such a dream come true. It was your birthday week too, so yeah. right? And it was yeah. a beautiful week, right? Yeah, absolutely. I um, had actually been to the Sydney Opera House on a school tour when I was a kid yeah. and with the choir, wow. and they were... Uh, explaining how the acoustics work so well in that room that you don't even need a microphone and they said why don't we test it Who, who's the loudest <laughs> singer in the choir we'll get them to test it and everyone was like George she's the smallest and the loudest we don't know why <laughs> and so they sent me down this on stage and um, 
they were all in the back row and I belted climb every mountain oh from the God. sound of music. Oh my God. <laughs> so you had your moment there. I had my moment. Like, yeah. And I said to myself, like, I will be back here one day playing yeah. my own music. Yeah. So then that happened on That's my 29th birthday. One of them beautiful. Yeah. It was really, really good. So I've just got to get back there for my own show yeah, you next do. time. You will. Yeah. For sure. I had the postcard of that that room, you know, the concert hall yeah. on my little Have you seen that? I think board. there's an S. Um, so a lot of your songs mm-hmm. seem to have influences that, again, carry over to your your work here with the store. Sure. And it's, it's very, like, evocative and mm-hmm. sensitive. Finally, I feel like such a different person on stage. And I've, I've struggled with that a lot. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to make more peace with it at the moment because I do find it really hard to it's it's very like emotionally mm-hmm. taxing to change because as you can probably like hear from my voice as a person I I giggle I laugh yeah, I smile yeah. all the time I'm just yeah. you know I want to have a good time and then I get up there and I'm just like so serious and loud yeah. and you know kind of like Yes, I feel like smoldering when yeah. I'm up there, it, but it's it so confusingly shows. different to who well, I feel. Yeah, you just, just have to. I, I don't know, as a listener and as yeah. a viewer, you just have to accept it because it's yes. so beautiful. Yeah, exactly. I'm and I, literally the day that I wake up, if it's a show day, mm-hmm. I just don't even feel like the same person, yeah. and I can barely like function having normal conversations with people I know yeah. Yeah. because I'm on this. And like entering this other level. So I'm. Were you always like that when, as a younger musician? Yeah. Yeah. And, but I've always struggled with it and it's, it's, I've always found it really awkward and it makes me, it gives me stage fright because Mm -hmm. I don't know when to sort of change. And, um, I'm trying to sort of set up, I just allow myself that, um, it, almost like it. just allowing yourself to ex- yeah, yeah exactly. that experience just to happen yes exactly and not exactly. to question it exactly I think, exactly maybe I'm not uh, I'm by no yeah. means but just listening it to it it feels like more like a like I need to go more into that yeah. bubble than I currently do because at the moment then you're still with your mates yeah and, and you're you're half in did you find that when you were touring and you were just in that mode that it became easier and easier Definitely. oh I think it's hard and you know friends from interstate rock up to your show and they're yeah. like how are you yeah. and you're like I'm a different person yeah. right now now I read somewhere was it Saint Michael that was influenced yes. by your grandma it was yes yeah who also influenced your love for flowers absolutely eh? absolutely did you find that 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 song came to you as you were getting more involved in this yeah. side of your life? It was more when she was passing, mm-hmm. so I hadn't actually become a florist until okay. after she passed, yeah. which is really bittersweet because, right. gosh, she loved flowers and there's so many things that I make that I just think, I wish I could show this to Nanny, yeah. she would just die. Um, and so I, I think that idea of it was the first person who I was so close to that I lost as mm-hmm. is so often the case with mm-hmm. our grandparents um, and it was what sort of sent me down the path of thinking about maternal knowledge mm-hmm. part being passed on and mm-hmm. our legacy and yeah. making your life worthwhile and I was just this you know stressed out burnt out and that it was a big catalyst for going yeah. something's got to change i got to do I, I need more of this joyful 
joyful yes, in her life. And sh- surely she would have as well wanted yes, that for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So then going back to a little bit to who were your heroes growing yeah. up musically? Um, gosh, my heroes growing up musically were like Michael Jackson yeah. and all this stuff that just <laughs> doesn't influence the way we sound at all. Um, but a lot of jazz, mm-hmm. Simone, my parents grew me up listening to a lot of that stuff. They've got amazing taste in music. Um, but I think what has influenced me, uh, my project, and this, this project a lot has been um, the Drones, who are an mm-hmm. amazing Melbourne yeah, Australian yeah. band, and Jeff Buckley, um, uh, gosh, Harold King. Your songwriting has a lot of um, similarities that I find to like American folk music, yeah, but even country music yeah, and the storytelling. It's which definitely folk music. Yeah, you know, you, you tell you tell a story yes. in your, and it's very like you. Can, you take us on a visual story with for your work. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Did you study that in school? Or did I you did. actually study? I did. I did music, audio engineering, okay. and production stuff yeah. at uni. But it was very much about recording and producing your own stuff. So mm-hmm. it was still very um, focused on on songwriting. But they were very um, uh, intentionally didn't guide your songwriting too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, it's, it is that storytelling, lyrical side of songwriting that comes out of me most naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely, I'm a very sense-bound person. Mm-hmm. I think flowers is so visceral. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really powerful way to write as a lyricist. And it's always what I come back to when I can't, um, when I'm not saying what I want to say, mm-hmm. I just come back to the five senses and mm-hmm. think, how can I say this in a way that's describing all of those things? Because that's a universal experience yeah, that sure. everybody can relate to. For when you sure, talk about how something smells or yeah. how something sounds in a song. Yeah, you can relate to it. And um, I guess were you were you always kind of um, were you always like secure in your ability to to write songs, or has it also t- it's taking you a while to... Yeah, gosh. I think I get less and less secure in it. <laughs> Just being completely honest, I think, um, you know, I've had, over the years, I think I've had more and more of a struggle with, like, mental health stuff, mm-hmm. which I think is really evident in my mm-hmm. music. Like, it's definitely the place where I'm choosing to try and make something beautiful out of something that yeah. is a really big struggle. You said something that I thought was really beautiful. You said you described yourself as flawed and defeated. <laughs> I was just wondering, like, yeah. I think it was a, it was a, somebody who yeah. asked you, like, describe yourself a flower or something like that. And you, and I, when you said that, I thought, oh, yeah. that's a beautiful thing to say yeah. and, and really a vulnerable thing to say yeah. that you don't often hear people mm. just open open themselves up like yeah. that so I thought that was came it stood out it's been a confronting project because I am so outwardly happy-go-lucky um, uh, it's been a confronting project to sort of go not well this is me when I'm most undiluted yeah. and um, you know even when my friends first heard the first Morton record they mm. were like are you okay yeah no, no, no idea um, so yeah, I think something I've been thinking about recently is 
that a sadness elevated is a sadness alleviated. Mm-hmm, that's but I'm just trying to put it into something that is is beautiful for me to make, is beautiful for somebody else to listen to, mm-hmm. is a shared experience. And you find that that has helped you through, like, go through whatever yeah. you're going through. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I've had amazing feedback about, um, you know, music can so often be this sort of ornamental thing in our lives and we use it for play it at the party and play it for the good times and I've had a lot of feedback about how people are finding it valuable to have music for those harder moments absolutely to, yeah either allow themselves to it gives them a uh, it gives it catharsis yeah but it also gives them a somewhere to look that similar yeah. to how they're feeling. Yes, exactly. You know I mean? and it, it's like a mirror. Yeah. I think it helps people not feel alone. Yeah. In a, in a time where I think everybody really, I mean, this is all throughout time. I think everybody just wants to feel belong, like yes. a sense of belonging. Yes, absolutely. And a sense of, I know, we're, we're tribal people, yeah. you know, and, and when we don't have that, things slip through the crack. Yes. Slip through the crack, and then before you know it, you're like, wait a second, what... Why, what are the things that actually help us evolve out of these moments? Exactly. And yeah, it's been important for me on a personal level to know that when I get the darkest of dark, it becomes music out of me. You know, that that's what, um, even though I also make music when I'm not in that place yeah. and, I, and I strive to make music less and less from that place yeah. because I don't want to yeah. be there personally. I don't want to live out the tortured artist of thing, course. that's for sure. But it's been really heartening to know that myself that when I'm right down at rock bottom, mm-hmm. I will turn to my guitar. Yeah, you know, that's so a beautiful thing yeah, to have, isn't it? It is, it really is. Do you, um, could you tell us a little bit about what we should expect on the next album? Or on your first album, I should say. Well, right? yes. So the, we've released an EP and we're releasing another EP. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. So I'm keeping that album debut album card in my in my Yay. in my sleeve for yeah. a little, little bit later. Uh, it's a little bit louder and faster than the first EP, but there's still a lot of really beautiful um, sounds on it and. There is songs about water. It's <laughs> actually um, the probably the, it'll probably come out first uh, is or a song that I wrote about the Lismore floods yeah. that happened here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So my house in New Brighton got flooded as well. We lived there six days and then it got completely flooded. It was it's like you just right all over again. Yes, right? exactly. So it is absolutely about that. It's mm-hmm. the song's going to be called Circles, and it's literally about the repetition of of hard luck, really. Yeah, 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 yeah hard luck. Getting up, getting up, getting up, where it's actually better for you, and yeah. where you wouldn't have actually gone. Yeah, absolutely. Do you yeah. find who do you look to for like that that sense of um, well, you you need to like know that what you're doing mm-hmm. is sort of like on the right track. Do you look to people for that musically? Or, yeah, or no, just in life, I would say, yeah. like musically, creatively, your work wise, like yeah, I'd like to. I think I'd like to have, um, the, the honest answer is I'd love to have some stronger mentors in that way, but I think um, it's really hard not to just play the comparison game, really, mm-hmm. you know, especially as a woman, I think we've just totally been set up to compare ourselves yeah. to each other, and 
Um, it's a sad situation because you just want to actually look at somebody yeah. and be like inspired. And yes. They have a sense of enthusiasm behind yeah. what each other yeah, does. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I just try to read as much as I can, yeah. and, and that just fills fills me up with not with helping me govern my own path. Really, mm-hmm. yeah. do you have a really good sense of like um, female friendships now yeah. that you've relocated yes. and like, started afresh? I've always um, kind of struggled with female friendships, probably more than anything, just because it's always boys that are in yeah. bands yeah. and I've spent my whole life being in bands yeah. so I've spent my whole life with guys pretty much <laughs> um, and then it's been really lovely that uh, moving to the Northern Rivers has been this female experience for me, yeah. you know, meeting well, Asmin and yeah. so many strong strong women in my life at the moment that's beautiful and it kind of coincides also with your florist exactly. business that is so very feminine. Yes, absolutely. It really holds that in a really kind mm. of nurturing yeah. space, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's been really nice. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you what do you look forward to in the next coming year? Besides yeah. besides the album and yes. your own album. Yes, of course. Your album, what's yeah. what are you doing? What's up? I'm gonna travel again yeah. next year and that it, a little It'll be a little bit music, a little bit flowers, but then I'm also looking forward to just taking some more time off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm ready for another uh, sort of input phase is how I like to think of it. Yeah. I've spent a lot of energy, you know, I filled myself up and now I've spent the last few years really putting it out there into work and into my business um, and now I'm ready to sort of be I filled so. up. You know, sometimes I've thought about, um, you know, whether... I'd love to study another type of singing, um, mm-hmm. Arabic. I've I studied the language for a little while because I spent a lot of time in Egypt and um, I'd what love to do. There? I was just traveling. I was right. just traveling in Egypt. It was my favorite place and I really? went back again. It's it's like my plan B when I've just had my, <laughs> this Australian world. I'm going to just bail to the desert in Egypt. You'll find me there eating dates. Beautiful. Um, and I'd love to do... Oh, like flamenco singing, mm-hmm. that would be beautiful. And there's nothing like just opening yourself up to different styles. Yeah, I think it really um, you find the things that definitely resonate and sing are true to you. Yeah, it definitely. Matter the language. And I've sort of always been an imitator mm-hmm. when, with my singing as well. Mm-hmm. Like I've always wanted to uh, sort of copy what I hear, which um, has been confusing to sort of find my own style. Sure. But now that I feel really settled in who I am as a as a singer, I'd love to to dabble. Step How do you back feel your own album would differ from Morton? Do you have a sense of that? Well, I feel like it's very much my heart's project, mm-hmm. Morton. Really, mm-hmm. um, I would actually really love to explore a more collaborative project in the future because um, it is, I guess, because it's such a personal project. It it is almost completely finished when I first take it to my Mm -hmm. band and then we do just sort of flesh out an arrangement whereas I would really love to write it from this space that I'm in now Mm -hmm. and in this this place that I am at with my voice but in a collaborative you know that more classic kind of band setting of people all just writing together I would love to do that are there are you listening out there because yeah are there artists that you would really like to work with Gosh, I'd love to co-write with PJ Harvey, Mm -hmm. um, with the drones, with Gareth Lydiard from the drones. 
Um, wow, I can literally only think of the dead ones now. Patty Smith. <laughs> Do you find that? Here's yeah. a question. Yeah. Do you find that now that you've traveled with your band mm -hmm. and and you're like in the process of writing your next EP? Mm -hmm. Now that you know how what it's like to perform live, does that influence how you write or what you write? Yeah. Knowing that experience is going to happen? Mm, we, it has ex influenced this project from the beginning, really, mm -hmm. um, because this was a project that started out of me writing songs alone, taking them to my bandmates, and then us creating a version of them, and then we went into the studio both times and tracked it live wow. like it was at, like it was at a gig. Yeah. So it has very much that energy, um, which I think funnily enough has come around to like sound like a, the new sound again, yeah. because yeah. We, we broke apart music so much and made it in such a layered controlled kind of way for so long. And we still are that every, everybody sort of like flips out a little bit, but it just sounds like a band in a room. Yeah. Um, but we've done that for two records now. And, and I think the next one will probably look at doing something a bit more structured mm -hmm. and experimental and less live, I think, mm -hmm. but there'll always be elements to it that are live, I think, because, um, you just can't beat that magic of that energy yeah and humans and and the the uh the nuances that are in a live performance mm -hmm. impact us yeah 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 but then you also kind of carry that over with your flower arrangement yeah. right because you're going to consider what what's uh, like what's actually alive and blooming yes. and does, does that influence how you also... Yeah. We, I mean, I've got to know my seasons. Yeah. My seasons very well. Within that influence will also a little bit of your writing, doesn't it? Definitely. Does it conceptually, they're yeah. just so, so interlinked. How do, how do your parents feel about everything? Yeah. Like, they they are so happy that I found flowers, really, because I think they know know how much I get out of it. Um, I think and they're... Your, and your music? They love my music. They love my music. Yeah, I think they do still, I think they do worry because it's, um, you know, it's hard, it's hard to make an income with mm -hmm. small business and, and, and the arts. Yeah. And so I do think they, neither of them have been wealthy in their lives. And, you know, we struggled a lot as, as a kid when I was a kid. And, uh, I think they worry mm -hmm. a little bit about what hardships might be ahead of me in the coming decades well if I can't like bring about more yeah. security that yeah. sort of thing so that's that I, I just say to them well I, I probably worry about it more than you do yeah yeah <laughs> well, well are there any early struggles that you think wow that was a really really good lesson that you carry with now and you kind of like maintain a sense of being because yeah. of those things yeah well I think I've learnt that a lot from having a small business um, with my flowers it sort of helped me to realize that I have a small business with my music mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. and even though I'm not putting the same pressures on it as I did when I was doing full-time working musician I still try to put some parameters on it in terms of um, looking at Ingo incoming and outgoing, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and thinking about creative artistic ways that I can increase that gap so mm. that there's more incoming and, you know, I never yeah. really thought about it 
as a small business yeah. until I started a different small business. Yeah. <laughs> How has it been that you, now that you have this business with, mm. a, with a business partner, yes. has that really kind of helped you lean on someone yeah. and not have that pressure only on you? Yeah. Um, my partnership with Asmin is just extraordinary. You know, we we're, we just have such a synergy of working together and being around each other. It's actually insane. Like, I've never really had any kind of working or creative relationship like it. Yeah. Um, we, we're just two peas in the pod. We yeah. really, really are. We're so, we have so many complementary and contradictory things in our skill set and our, and our, um, personalities. Personality. Yeah. Um, so it, it, that hasn't been challenging. Mm-hmm. I know that, um, having business partners can be mm-hmm. really challenging yeah. on a, from a personal dynamic point of view, as can being in bands, you know. Yeah. But that has just been an, an utter breeze and something that I feel really confidently is not going is not going to change. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely great having uh, four hands instead of two yeah. to get all yeah. of this done. But then it also means you need to make twice the amount of money. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's yeah. silly. So. Do you, are you more on the creative side and she's more on the business side? No, or do you, that's just this inter. Yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely both artists. We, yeah. sh- we were like, damn it, we should have put a numbers person in here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> we're missing a vital ingredient. <laughs> You'll get there. You'll yeah, get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm a little bit more, um, uh, I, I like using computers and I get a bit, a little bit, funnily enough, I get a little bit like into spreadsheet yeah, 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 and yeah, like, I'm sure. like massively into the Google Drive right now <laughs> and, and, um, at, but Asmin, she seems to have this, um, unquantifiable flair in terms of aesthetic and, and I'm not sure whether that's because she is a self-trained florist mm-hmm. and so there's a real there's like a an anarchy that she has mm, there's no restrictions yeah she'll just think of that last she influences me as an artist yeah holistically like ev- every week she's my favorite florist in the whole world <laughs> but it's also beautiful it's beautiful to hear that you have someone in your life that really is such a like a positive yeah. supportive loving kind definitely and she's, she's a mom right team. she is she is so she's doing all of this whilst yeah having a baby exactly she's got two boys they're five and eight and uh they i'm so glad to have them in my life as well because <laughs> being around kids to just keep you yeah keep you on keep your toes, your toes and keep you laughing so that that's wonderful too yeah and she's so um wanting of my music to succeed you know which is really wonderful yeah and I guess in a perfect world you know this this is really her plan a and music's kind of my plan a so it's kind of perfect because it can ebb and flow and when it all um when it all pays off she'll be a full-time florist and I'll be a full-time musician and then we'll just you know have little seasons yeah in each other's world where Looking back on how you were, how you grew up, where you come from, can you tell me a little bit of like how you expected your life to go and how it is now? I definitely think there's just still too much pressure for us to figure it out Mm -hmm. so early. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, marrying the, making peace with not having it all sorted by 25 Mm -hmm. is really hard to do. And 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 why do our teachers and 
everybody around us still still let you say or that you're going to do all this yeah. and this and this and this by 25 when it's just not the way hardly anybody's life works yeah. out you know yeah um so yeah i think i think as well probably i think acknowledging my the difficulties that i have with my mental health mm-hmm. i think would be what i if I had a wish would be what I would have done earlier mm-hmm. because I feel like I um, spent a lot of time a lot longer in that space mm-hmm. without realising that it wasn't actually who, who I am. Yeah. I think I confused it a lot with my personality for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I'm, I'm more in the loss of, of those years, yeah. you know, um, but then I just think, well, the only way to have made that worthwhile is to carry that lesson into the rest of my life and yeah. and getting to really know what when I'm triggering in mm-hmm. a way that is not my personality yeah. that something is more self-destructive and and looking at stopping and, and putting things in place yeah. to go whoa 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 yeah. I'm not going down and, there again and I don't like I know there's so many individual experiences but it just continuously is such a common story where you're the people closest to you are the people you keep it the most mm-hmm. hidden from mm-hmm. and I and I I'm sitting here as an example of that mm-hmm. that I can talk to you on a permanent podcast that's going to live on the internet forever mm-hmm. openly about my mental health mm-hmm. and I still don't even talk to my mum this openly yeah. about it you know yeah. there's just something about it that is so I hard can... to share with those closest to you and those that love you because you know and even the last two years has been so wonderful for a real in, increase in a com, in conversation mm-hmm. about mental health but it's just like it's we're in this the very beginning of it because um, even five to seven years ago which is when I really think that's when it started mm-hmm. to impact my personality mm-hmm. to the point where it was changing my life and my yeah. direction of my yeah. life um it, you know I can look back on that that time and it is so obvious yeah. that I had depression like yeah, it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. obvious yes yeah. wasn't really until my partner who I can't believe I haven't mentioned in all of this is probably <laughs> the biggest influence on me out of everything you know he was the first person that I that is I, I allowed to mm-hmm. see how I really was in in those moments and there's actually a lot on this next record about that moment because obviously there's a big delay yeah. between yeah. when you write something to it being a finished Absolutely. song that's coming out into the world but yeah definitely about like the how terrifying to let your guard down to a new romantic partner mm-hmm. to find to finally let them what? see the Such shade shade yeah you know because that's that's love is the light yeah. and shade yeah it's absolutely. not just about it's not just about the light so no well i think that's a beautiful beautiful um act mm. of kindness yeah definitely on yourself but also on from you can yeah. you we all want love but we're really a lot of us are really unwilling to accept it yes so it takes and a real act to show your your flaws in you know that yeah that's definitely is your is your partner also a musician he's not a musician first you got away from I the got musicians away from the <laughs> oh 
Yes, he is uh, working towards being a bush ranger. Actually, oh, wow. he's a conservationist, yeah. and um, he's just gone back to uni to do environmental science. But he's been working in the field for kind some of years. It's just nature. It's just it's in your life nature, forever, nature, my dear. Nature. Our, our bedroom is like both of us sitting there with plant books going, <laughs> oh, darling, look at this bacteria from the West. <laughs> look at its form. And have you had that experience before in your life, sharing a partner that has shared interests? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What about Tari do you like the most? Probably just meeting people that, mm-hmm. that know your music. I mm-hmm. still just get so baffled when I meet people that I don't know that listen to my music yeah. you know because <laughs> yeah. your friends as it as it, your friends build your career basically yeah. and mine yeah. still are you know but yeah it's still amazing yeah. do you know what lyric I love everything I'm feeling now might change for the better and everything I've held on to might not have the weight that I think yeah that is a beautiful beautiful lyric so many times and that, that's something that makes me feel like I'm, I'm on the right path is that so many times I have, I catch my song on the radio or it come, I come across the files again on my computer or for some reason I'm forced to listen to it and it's so sort of prophetic for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah a easy yeah. girl, easy yeah. girl. It's so um, cathartic in that way for me. In the same vein of like when you were dealing with your grandmother leaving and yes. having that sense of legacy. Yes. What would, what what do you hope to live up to and to pass on? Yeah. This is a really challenging question for me that I'm thinking a lot about mm-hmm. at the moment. It's mm-hmm. so funny that you decided mm-hmm. to finish with it because it's probably consuming most of me at the moment. I think I feel really passionate and really clear at the moment about the kind of legacy I'd like to leave as a florist Mm -hmm. in terms of this industry Mm -hmm. and I feel just burning to reform and revolutionize and just break apart Mm -hmm. this industry and put it back together in a way that is so much more about nature and and people Mm -hmm. and um, the accessibility of flowers and taking it away from being this luxury um, kind of item and and more about about connecting people um, with well-being and with nature. So I feel really clear on that. And with my music, I think I'm, I'm still investigating what it means to me to put my voice out there. I think for most of my life I haven't really um, uh, resonated with the idea of a legacy. I mm-hmm. kind of, I'm kind of a bit nihilistic in that sense of mm-hmm. I don't, you know, some the value of human life. I'm like, we're just a blip in time, <laughs> it's just a dot in the universe and that can um, make me feel pretty aimless. Yeah. Um, but then I'm sort of realizing that those posing those questions with my music is the legacy and um that that's what's more important is for me to be um investigating my curiosity in all the corners of my uh my mind and my heart with my art Mm. and that's sort of all you can really do and if you set an agenda uh, around your legacy when it comes to such a precious art form like music yeah. it's it's just gonna you see straight through it you know yeah. it's about 
really connecting with your own curiosity yeah. and that that's what comes across. Well, thank you for doing that. And I look forward to yeah, having helpful. those questions answered. <laughs> oh, we'll definitely just be more questions. Oh, more questions. But you know <laughs> what? That's what? More questions. That's just what our human condition right? That is our human condition. So thank you for that. My pleasure. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of So To Speak. Georgia has two accounts that you can follow her on Instagram, one for her band at Morton and one for her florist design company, Briar, at Briar, B-R-A-E-R. Also, don't forget to check out the video release for their latest single, uh, Circles. You can go to their Morton account and there's links to it there. It's a beautiful video. It really packs a punch. It was directed by Mia Forrest. Also, don't forget to buy their latest EP coming out July. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this, don't forget to leave a review, comment, subscribe, share it with your friends. I really appreciate all of your words of encouragement. I know this is just the beginning. I know I have so much to learn, so much to grow, but I can't tell you enough how grateful I am that all of you have who have continued to remain supportive and listen each week. Um, It means so much to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.